What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Slaw Sports Show. I'm your host, Cole Noble, a.k.a. Slaw, and happy Saturday. We're here back with another episode of the Slaw Sports Show. So thank you for joining me this week for today's episode. And for today's episode, we're going to be going over to the NBA. Uh, the NBA season will be starting on Tuesday, the 22nd. Um, Tip-off for the first game will be at 7 p.m. Eastern Time with the Golden State Warriors taking on the Brooklyn Nets in the first game of the new season. So we got Kevin Durant against Steph Curry and the Warriors. Set to be a great game. And then the night game um, on Tuesday will be the L.A. Clippers taking on their rival, the L.A. Lakers, the defending champs. So two excellent games to kick off this NBA season starting on Tuesday. Uh, But before we get started talking about the NBA preview and previewing this upcoming season that starts this week, I just want to hit on some quick breaking news that came out yesterday uh, that really implements um, some key stuff tomorrow. And, you know, it's not the Saw Sports Show if we don't talk about a little bit about the NFL. Uh, so the breaking news that Drew Brees, quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, will be starting um, on Sunday for Week 15's matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. Looking to be like a huge game of the year potential game uh, with the Chiefs against the Saints, and Brees will be active for that game. However, Michael Thomas, the Saints wide receiver, was ruled out uh, for that matchup. Uh, But a big, big game there between Patrick Mahomes and Drew Brees on Sunday. And we also got NFL on Saturday today. Uh, Whenever you check out today's episode, starting at 4.30, we got Buffalo Bills taking on the Denver Broncos. And then we got the Carolina Panthers taking on the Green Bay Packers tonight at 8. So we got our Packers. Um, everyone on the Saw Sports Show, all the fans know I'm a big Packers fan. Uh, so we got the Packers um, taking on the Panthers tonight. Everyone knows I'll be checking out that game. And then we also got some stuff, um, big matchups going down in college football as well. Um, it's championship weekend. Um, so you know we got some big games as well. Alabama and Florida, big game to check out at 8. And then we got Clemson-Notre Dame, the highly acclaimed rematch game. Um that kicks off today at 4 o'clock as well. But enough of football. We're going to be talking about basketball today. So we're going to switch back over to the NBA. And um, that's what we're going to be highlighting for pretty much the entire episode today. Um, sticking there, uh, sticking in the NBA for the remainder of today's episode. and Or excuse me, for this week's episode. Because we really want to hit on the NBA. It's been a couple of weeks since we've done so. And with the season starting on Tuesday, uh, we just want to do a quick rundown of the preview of the season, preview of some potential contenders and some swing players who can completely alter the season um, this this upcoming season as well. And we have breaking news out of the NBA as well coming out of this week with Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, from the Milwaukee Bucks signed a five-year, $228 million extension with Milwaukee. Um, it's the richest contract in NBA history, so they keep the reigning MVP, reigning defensive player of the year, Giannis Antetokounmpo in Milwaukee. He's committed to the city of Milwaukee and with the team, uh, with the Bucks. Um, so we're excited. Of course, I'm a Bucks fan as well, and so you know I'm more than excited to keep uh, Giannis. That's a big move um, that you know 100% needed to be done by both sides. Uh, so Giannis gets to stay, and now we get to get a chance here for another run here at a championship uh, for the city of Milwaukee. So great news there as well. Uh, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. So like I kind of briefly said a minute ago, um, the main focus of today's episode is going to be talking about some title contenders in the NBA this season. There's some new ones, some old faces 
and some returning faces that we really want to um, really talk about here. So we got a good list of some teams um, that could be potential title contenders. And we're going to hit on a little bit of some sleeper teams and then hit on some teams that, you know, can make a bit of a jump this year uh, that we won't really expect um, to say the least going into this season. Um, not really title contenders, but definitely teams that are going to make a lot of improvement going forward to this year. And then we're going to go in and we got five swing players we're going to talk about who these five players can potentially alter uh, pretty much the makeup of the entire league this year in the or this season um, in the NBA. So we're going to talk about those five players as well once we get to that at the tail end of today's episode. Let's go ahead and get started uh, talking about these title contenders and just previewing what we got um, going forward, uh, going for these teams to start this season. Um, so we're just going to start with the reigning champs, rightfully so. I think we should begin uh, with the team who won it just a couple months ago. Um, just a, actually just a month ago, it seems like um, the defending champs, the L.A. Lakers. Um, they're coming back this year, looking like again a repeat team. Uh, most likely, you know, a lot of people um, are saying that you know the Lakers are the team to beat yet again. Um, of course, being the defending champs, but a lot of people are even saying that the L.A. Lakers are you know, favored more than the other 29 teams in the league. Uh, so they're favored higher than the rest of the field combined going into this season. And, you know, it's hard to really disagree with that logic. Um, you know, you got the duo of LeBron James and Anthony Davis uh, returning. Both of them signed uh, massive um, extensions with the Lakers uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Um, so they're back now in their second year together with the Lakers uh, they added they added a lot of key players um, in this short offseason as well. You know, Dennis Schroeder and, um, you know, former defensive player, or excuse me, sixth man of the year, uh, Montreal Harrell. Um, they added him to be, you know, kind of both of those guys to be kind of death, uh, death pieces on their bench. Uh, so two huge signings uh, for the L.A. Lakers. And then they still have their adaptable size mobility. And this is really the key point. Um, for the LA Lakers, that's really going to put them over the top over a lot of teams in the league. They have a lot they can really work with on the court um, with their roster. You know, they have one of the deepest cores in the league. They have a you know fantastic starting five as well. It's really hard to really compete with that. But with the size mobility, what I'm really alluding to here is the ability to you know move around Anthony Davis on the on the floor and of course LeBron James on the floor as they want to to get you know different mitts matches that they want. Um, you know, be it by size, be it by, you know, who they're playing opponent wise, you know, when they're playing, uh, you know, the Nuggets and they got Jokic at center, they can move Anthony Davis to center, things like that. Um, they can easily freely do that other teams can't say they, they can do. Um, and that's really what puts the Lakers over the top of a lot of uh, pretty much every team in the league, not just a lot of them, but pretty much all 29 teams outside the Lakers. That's what really puts them over the top. And last year, the really, con the real concern thing for the Lakers and the the only thing that, you know, almost hindered their potential championship run was the fact that they had a lack of a three-point uh, threat and three-point ability on offense. And I think they slightly fixed that this year, adding, um, you know, Dennis Schroeder to their lineup. Um, he's a guy who was, uh, you know, he, he was pretty good on the three-point uh, last year, and adding him to the lineup now this year is going to be a huge key to fixing that issue with uh, for the Lakers. But, it's, you know, well, I think it's just a slightly uh, a slight remedy uh, for that issue. I think it might still pop up here and there going into the season, but um, adding Dennis Schroeder definitely might help that issue um, going forward. 
And then the second team that could be potential a potential title tender, we're going to keep it in L.A. and go with the L.A. Clippers. Um, the L.A. Clippers had a disappointing run in the playoffs last year. Uh, a lot of a lot of jokes about playoff P, playoff Paul George. Um, you know, he definitely had a rough playoffs uh, and rough postseason um, just a couple of months ago and was clowned for it pretty much all over social media, all throughout the league and everything. But this year, this is the redemption story uh, for both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard looking to get back um, into the swing of things and prove everybody wrong this year. Um, they got a chip on their shoulder now. Paul George signed a huge extension, of course, as well uh, with the Clippers just a couple of weeks ago. He's got a lot to prove. Kawhi Leonard, he's still the guy that he is, probably a top three player still in the NBA, even going into this year. They got a new head coach in Ty, Lo- in Ty Lu. Just a lot's going right um, going into this year for the Clippers and last year. Um, you know, adding Serge Ibaka is going to be huge as well. And, you know, this team, even last year, they were second in scoring, fifth in defense. Um, they can continue up that level of efficiency going into this year, get Paul George back on track. This team is going to be a real team that could look to contend uh, for a title. And, you know, it's, it's a redemption story um, this year for the L.A. Clippers. And they got a lot to prove, especially, you know, with their hometown team, the L.A. Lakers, their r- biggest rival, winning the championship. Now they got a lot to prove. All eyes are on them going into this year. Um, especially in their city and the rest of the league as well. So another team that's a potential title contender um, is going to be the Miami Heat, um, the team that went to the finals to take on the uh, the Los Angeles Lakers this year out of the Eastern Conference. Um, and it's as simple as Jimmy Butler is just a postseason closer. This guy is a beast. He win he wins games when he when it's when he's called upon. He's one of the best closers um, in the postseason. Uh, throughout the NBA, uh, they still got their big man Bam out of the bio. Um, he's coming in now with another year under his belt, uh, so he's looking to improve as well. But their 11 man rotation, constantly rotating, just kind of like the Lakers, just not to the real extent of the LA Lakers, but they still have that 11 man rotation in Miami that constantly is tricking teams. They can constantly do whatever they want, mismatching their lineups. Um, and, you know, again, that's just a huge. Huge key thing to have in the league that um, in this day and age. But the real thing, there's three things that set the Miami Heat apart when I talk about them being a potential title contender in this talent. You know, of course, the talent's all there. Tyler Harrow, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, the talent's all there. The IQ, though, the IQ is also there with guys like Jimmy Butler um, being a smart, basketball-minded guy, leading the uh, point for that team. But Hart, what we saw during the postseason run and into the finals last year is that the Miami Heat had probably the most heart out of any team in the NBA last year. Even the Lakers who went on to win the title, I don't think they had near as much heart as the Miami Heat had. Um, It's a bunch of guys on that team who are playing for each other. Uh, They're playing for their city and you know it's hard to bet against a team with a lot of heart. Um, So those three things, talent, IQ, and heart is what sets the Miami Heat apart from the other teams in the league. And, you know, they lost a lot, um, especially with Jay Crowder leaving. That's a huge point, um, huge part of their defense. They're going to be a lot less versatile this year. Uh, they did add Avery Bradley, but he's nowhere near the defender that Jay Crowder is. So they're losing a little bit of versatility there. Um, but nevertheless, the heart's still there for that team. That's going to be their core uh, going into this season. And then once they get into the postseason, like I said, Jimmy Butler's a postseason closer. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how their season plays out because we know what kind of team we're going to get come playoff time.
So another team uh, sticking with the East on this one again is going to be the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, they're a team who got shut out early um, in the second round of the playoffs by the Miami Heat right before the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, but, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo, we just talked about him earlier, we're signing his extension. He's still one of the best scorers and defenders in the Eastern Conference. Um, you know, saying that now before Kevin Durant comes back and just dominates the Eastern Conference uh, with the Brooklyn Nets. But Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's still Giannis Antetokounmpo, reigning defensive player of the year, reigning MVP, back-to-back uh, -back MVP. Um, just this team is exceptional with Giannis on the court and is a force to be reckoned with. Um, they missed him a lot um, toward the tail end of the season, uh, during the postseason last uh, last season. And when he was off the court, that team looked like a completely different squad out there. Uh, but with him on the court, uh, this team can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with anyone in a seven-game series if he's if Giannis is in the game for those all seven games. And this offseason, they added Drew Holiday, had a chance to get uh, um, other players as well. But Drew Holiday, they did get. And he's going to be a huge guy on the pick and roll. Um, going to add a new um, element to their defense. Uh, excuse me, to their offense uh, with his jumper ability off that pick and roll. But the real thing for the Milwaukee Bucks, um, from what we saw this past postseason, is that they desperately need to improve um, during the postseason. The regular season, the Milwaukee Bucks looked like the team to beat. Um, you know, they went into the postseason having the best record, having the number one seed. But come play come playoff time, they looked like a completely different team than what we saw in the regular season. So they desperately have to fix that this year. Um, during the regular season, they're definitely going to be one of the best teams in the league, just like we saw the last two years. But in the postseason, Milwaukee needs to pick it up uh, this year when they make it to the playoffs, and desperately needs to show, show some sign of improvement. Now they got Giannis here on that five-year deal. Um, I don't want to say it's a championship or bust for Milwaukee yet, considering that's a five-year deal with Giannis. They have to show some kind of improvement um, this year with that team. And then another um, team we're going to throw in here, these next two teams are going to be teams that uh, didn't make the playoffs last year, but they're definitely going to be a title contender this year. And the first one being the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, we get to see the debut of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irvin on the court at the same time. We've already seen two games with them two together uh, during this year's preseason. Um, this past week, you know, the first game, Kevin Durant, 15 points, Kyrie Irvin, 18 points. And then the second game that um, was, I believe, last night, Kevin Durant, 25 points and Kyrie, 17 points. So this duo is already pretty much kicking off here in the preseason, showing what they could be capable of once the season starts. But if KD returns to his potential this year, the league's in for it. Um, Kevin Durant, you know, at his prime a couple of years ago, was about to dethrone LeBron James as the best player in the NBA. And if he can return to that level of potential, this team is a title contender in Brooklyn. Um, Steve Nash, being their new head coach, his first, the first, his first year, excuse me, as head coach, he has a lot offensively to work with, uh, you know, with both Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irvin, but also the rest of their role players and bench players as well. He has a lot to work with just offensively. But the thing is, with the Brooklyn Nets, this is a team who has a high ceiling, but has a low floor. Uh, they have a potential to be a playoff contender, but they also have the potential to completely implode. And it's, it's because they're a dysfunctional team. You know, they haven't really got on the court yet this year. You know, like I said, there's two games during the preseason with Kyrie and Kevin Durant. But with Kyrie Irvin, 
Um, he's just a guy who is he's a dysfunctional guy uh, with this team. He's already starting stuff with the media. And, you know, we've talked about him already um, on the show. I don't want to get too much into it. But this team has the potential to be a playoff team, a playoff contender, or has the potential to implode and just be completely dysfunctional as the season progresses. So they're a team different, def, uh, excuse me, definitely keep an eye on uh, once the season begins uh, with the Brooklyn Nets. And then our other team that um, wasn't a playoff team last year, but took back to a um, championship contender this year is going to be the Golden State Warriors for the sole fact that Steph Curry is back. One of the best three-point shooters, one of the best point guards in NBA history is returning this year. Um, although Clay Thompson is not for the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry is, and he's already pulling up all kinds of shots during the preseason and looking like his old self again, which is bad news for the rest of the league. The Golden State Warriors, um, who went on a long title run there, multi-years, multi-championships, they could be back now this year, back to contender status with Steph Curry. They still have all the talent to contend with this team. You know, they got Kelly Oubre in the offseason and in the draft added James Wiseman. They're adding that with Andrew Wiggins. Steph Curry coming back, and Draymond Green. This team still has the talent to contend. Um, now they got a lot to work with, a lot to play for this year with a, sh- with a shot at uh, a potential title run. So is Steph Curry back? That's all you got to give him, and he's going to take that and run with it this year. Excited to have him back. He's one of the most electrifying players on the court in the NBA. Uh, so we're going to be glad to see Steph Curry back just pulling up threes at all kinds of angles, all kinds of positions, all kinds of points on the floor just pulling it up no matter who's in his face uh, but you know Steph Curry's back with the Golden State Warriors and this team is again coming back to be a force to be reckoned with this year um, again even without Clay Thompson with Clay Thompson back potentially next year this team could be even better but for this season Golden State's back to being a title contender uh, how deep they can go is yet to be seen uh, we hopefully we'll know more um, toward the tail end of course of the regular season but with Seth Curry back, you got to throw this team back in here as a title contender. And then we got one more title contender team coming out of the Eastern Conference, and it's the other Eastern Conference final team that took on the uh, Miami Heat, and that's the Boston Celtics. And to put it simply with this team as well, you got 22-year-old Jason Tatum, who's still averaging 23.4 points per game. This guy's still, you know, barely even at his prime right now. And Jason Tatum's been a beast in the Eastern Conference. And, you know, not even with his 23.4 points per game, he's also a versatile defender as well. Um, This guy is just an exceptional player um, for the Boston Celtics. And they still, um, they lost Gordon Hayward, but they still have that pretty much same starting core um, with Jalen Brown and Kimball Walker. And they're a matchup nightmare for teams come postseason time. And I wouldn't put it past the Boston Celtics to have a run here um, for another title. And, you know, maybe even be a team who could repeat going to the Eastern Conference Finals as well. Um, I wouldn't put it past both Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics. So another team to keep an eye on here this year as a potential title contender. And then we got our sleeper teams. Uh, So just a couple of sleeper teams to keep an eye on as well. Um, Teams I don't think could probably uh, be favorites for the title. But this is a team who come playoff time, you don't really know what you're going to get. The tie can shift one way or the other. Uh, that's going to be the Denver Nuggets. You know, they went on a run last year um, with Jokic as well, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. This team went got hot at the right time. Could do so again this year. They made it all the way to the Western Conference Finals against the L.A. Lakers last year. The Dallas Mavericks, 
Um, if they get Kristoff Porzingis back for a full seven-game um, series in the playoffs, especially with Luka Doncic, a guy who right now is being favored as the league MVP, don't sleep on the Dallas Mavericks either. Uh, the Toronto Raptors, um, what they've been doing, um, you know, they, they brought back Fred Van Fleet as well. And just keeping that, you know, starting core in line that made a couple made a little bit of noise last year in the playoffs. Um, the Portland Trailblazers, you know, Dame time, Damian Lord. Um, he's definitely not a guy to be reckoned with come playoff time either. Um, the Phoenix Suns, another sleeper team to keep an eye on. They had a lot with Chris Paul, but also don't forget they went on an eight game win streak in the bubble last year. This team can get hot. The Suns can get on fire and things could work out in their favor this year. Um, with no potential playoff bubble, uh, no act, um, bubble uh, to speak of. So this team uh, could get things, you know, back on track, keep their fire going from what they ended up with, the you know, remaining eight games of the regular season last season. Uh, they can keep, catch that spark again this year as well and have a great year. And again, adding Chris Paul to that lineup is going to be huge for that team. And then the Philadelphia 76ers as well. Keep an eye on that team. Uh, seeing what what um, what they can do as well. So now let's go over to our five swing players. And again, these players, um, these five players, can potentially swing the entire league and reshape this season this year. Uh, so number one, of course, Kevin Durant. Um, he's coming back uh, from injury this year. And like I said earlier, when we were talking about the Brooklyn Nets, at his potential, Kevin Durant could be one of the greatest. Um, of all time when you think of level of dominance on the basketball court. Um, if Kevin Durant can return to that level of play off his injury, um, you know he could swing the entire league. He could carry the Brooklyn Nets into the playoffs and make a run. Um, this guy's a, you know at his peak, one of the best scorers on offense and also one of the biggest monsters on defense. So if Kevin Durant reclaims um, his ability to get back in his prime uh, this season, he could swing the entire league. Our second player on here is going to be James Harden. Um, all the issues right now with James Harden is surfacing um, with the Houston Rockets around trade rumors. Is he going to go to the Heat? Is he going to go to the 76ers? What's really going to happen with James Harden? Is he going to get traded at all? Or is he just going to stay in Houston? This is a guy who could swing the entire you know, Eastern Conference and you know pretty much Western Conference if he chooses um, to stay with Houston. But that's looking more and more unlikely now. Um but if this guy, you know, if he gets traded to the 76ers, the 76ers now could potentially be contenders. If he gets traded to, you know, the Miami Heat, somehow they put something together uh, for James Harden. The Miami Heat's looking like huge favorites again for the Eastern Conference, you know, pretty much the favorite at that point if they could add James Harden. So he's a guy who could swing, you know, com the complete Eastern Conference, um, not even just talking about playoffs, the regular season as well. If they can add him during the regular season, that's going to be key. Um, our third player that could be a potential swing player is going to be Paul George. Uh, we talked about him with the L.A. Clippers. If he can return to his two-way dominance, I mean, this is a guy who finished third in MVP voting, third in Defensive Player of the Year voting um, just a couple of years back. This is a bounce-back year for Paul George. Um, he has a lot of motivation, a massive chip on his shoulder from what happened last year. So this guy has the opportunity here to bounce back, shut everybody up, prove everybody wrong, and completely swing the Western Conference with this Lakers team and pretty much just wax uh, the NBA if they can play at their level of potential with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. But it's all about the Paul George. Uh, he has to return to that dominance that we've seen in years prior, 
And if he can do so, like I said, wax uh, the league this year. And then we got Seth Curry, but also Draymond Green. Um, two guys who could potentially sling the league as well. Just continue to talk about them. Seth Curry and Draymond Green, if they can return to their exciting level of play back from their championship run and, you know, just that dynasty they created over there in Golden State, they can be back to another playoff contender. Uh, you know, it's a little redundant at this point, uh, but, you know, it, all signs point towards Seth Curry being back. But Draymond Green, if he can uh, improve his level of consistency with Seth Curry back in the lineup, um, and you know, continues to be a presence on defense that you know teams consistently try to avoid. This team's looking very good as well. And then our fifth player that could be a potential swing player is Tyler Harrow, and a lot depends on that James Harden trade as well. But if Harrow stays with the Miami Heat, this is a guy who you know pretty much blew or broke out, you know, completely blew everybody away during the bubble and of. Um, Later on in the postseason, all the way up to the Eastern Conference Finals, that was his real breakout moment. But he got quiet in the finals. Uh, so Tyler Harrow, if he can build upon his breakout year this past year, and you know he's great on the offensive schemes with the Miami Heat. Um, they use him very well, both as a scorer and as a passer. Um, you know, just coming in on all those schemes offensively. Tyler Harrow could also be a guy who could potentially swing the Eastern Conference if he catches fire this year and you know ascends up to that. You know all pro level that, you know, he has the potential to right now. I fully believe he has the potential to do so. He just has to make that next step this year. And another swing player that, you know, I kind of just want to hit on just our, you know, maybe five and a half player on our list, but Zion Williamson, he's coming into the season fully healthy with the Orleans Pelicans. You know, he just drops 30 points last night. The second player in Pelicans history, besides Anthony Davis to drop 30 points in a preseason game. If Zion Williamson stays a full healthy season, he could be a swing player uh, for this Northern Pelican squad. And he's just going to be, like I said, our five and a half player uh, to throw in there. Um, and definitely going to be um, interesting to watch him going into this season for the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, but that's all the time we have for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed some nba talk um here talking about some title contenders and you know some swing players um def definitely want to get an nba episode out here before the start of the season so again a lot to look forward to this week like um like we we're saying in the nba starting on tuesday we got two games tipping off the new season make sure to check out those as well at seven and at ten and then tonight on saturday two NFL games, make sure to check those out. And we also got the champion, um, the championship weekend in the college football, college basketball is rolling on as well. Um, and then NFL Sunday tomorrow and on uh, Monday as well. A lot of stuff to check out this week. Um, hope you guys enjoy all the stuff going on. Um, you know, I will. Um, I'm going to be sitting down making sure I check out all of it uh, going forward this week. And again, on Tuesday, we got the NFL power rankings coming out. I uh, look forward to those as well. That's starting to wrap up here toward the tail end of the season. So make sure you're keeping up with that. And just, again, reach out to us on Twitter if you enjoyed today's episode. Um, if you can think of any suggestions, any uh, compliments, complaints, anything you have, feel free to message me on Twitter at The Saw Sports Show, and I'll be more, more than happy to connect with you and you know just talk about whatever. So, again, feel free um, to contact me 
at on Twitter. And again, check out for all of our content coming out as well. But for this week and today, that's all we have. So thank you again for and um, joining us for today's episode. And hope you have a good week going forward. And until next time, peace.